content warning. This episode mentions a discussion of suicide prevention research. If you find yourself not in the headspace to hear about suicide prevention, please change the station. If you or anyone you know are experiencing suicidal thoughts, at risk of suicide, or struggling with emotional distress, call 988 Alaska's Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. The lifeline is free and confidential with operators that treat callers with respect and listen without judgment. Or please call YKHC's Emergency Services at 907 543 6499. And now I'd like to ask our guests today, Simeon John, to begin our story today in prayer. Adam in Jesus name we pray amen welcome to the show my name is Alexander Salonga I am the producer of the show you're listening to right now well, on this Wednesday uh, welcome a few weeks ago we talked with Diamond Akron and Jim Chaliak about some programs and research teams that have come through the YK Delta and I'm back in the studio again today with Mr. Jim Chaliak. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, yes, excited for our um, deeping, deeper talk with, into uh, the Be Well project, as well as the services that are designed along with it. Mm-hmm. Very excited today as well. I was very happy that you were available to come back. And you brought two friends today. Um, and we have... Two more of our team members who help present our Alaska Native Cultural Talk in the Biwa Project, and I have them introduce themselves. We'll have um, Cindy Nation introduce herself first, and then Simeon. Hi, I'm Cindy Nation. I'm Koyakon Athabaskan, and my home village is Rampart. My family name is Evans from Rampart, and um, I'm just happy to be here. I've been working with um, the university and with Simeon um, for about eight years now on the Kanazavik project and mm-hmm. um, the Kaziak, and now we have our new project, Be Well, because we love you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. Um, my English name is Simeon John. I'm from Tuxic Bay. I've been working with the university for about nine, ten years, and uh, so I'm very excited um, to talk about our culturally based uh, um, work that we do with the youth. Thank you, Simeon John, Kiana, and Jim. So you're a few months now, or a few weeks into your time at Be Well. How's that been so far? Yes, um, exciting work. 
It's been only uh, a little over a month that uh, I've been involved, directly involved with the uh, University of Alaska Fairbanks counter work, um, especially related to the BWA project. Um, but before assisting with this project, I had some number of years with uh, direct uh, wellness services based on our, like, uh, Nogal Care, Simeon just stated, culturally relevant um, programming. So, yes, that it's been only uh, like a month or so with this with this particular project, but uh, I'm really excited about where it's going, where it's been, where it is now, and where it is going. Me too. That's why I'm so excited to have you all here in the studio today. Um, so I wanted to ask, could someone give a, a brief introduction? We talked a lot about Be Well in our previous episode on this topic, but for those who did not get the chance to listen to that, well, could you give a brief intro- introduction, please? So Be Well is um, stems from the work that was done before with um, Kanazovic and Kaziak work that we've done. It's a brief intervention for... Um, youth ages 15 to 24, and we discuss um, the strengths that our ancestors, and I say our ancestors as an Alaska Native person, because if you look at what our ancestors went through when there were no guns, no <laughs> snow machines or boats, and they survived, and how strong and resilient they were, Otherwise, none of us would be here. So we are the strongest people on the earth, I think. And that, that is passed on to us. People talk about um, intergenerational trauma, but more so than that, we have intergenerational knowledge, we have intergenerational strengths, and we have intergenerational resilience. And we all have that warrior spirit inside of us, that when things are not good, we can pull up and um, use that, just like our ancestors did, to, to make it through a day or make it through the next five minutes, um, you know, and just keep going. And that's the beauty of, I think, of Be Well, because it helps the youth connect with their culture, connect with our ancestors, um, and just be more connected with our um, community and our families, and especially our elders. Our ancestors, like Cindy said, that uh, we we have survived, and this program is based on the uh, the strengths that we have, and uh, it's not looking at the negative way of why um, our weaknesses, but it's all built on strength. And we're basically concentrating on what we are doing right in our culture. I think it's very beautiful, the strength-based aspect of Be Well. That's why I'm really happy that we can get more people to know about this. So we're recording this today on Monday, October 9th. And you all work in different regions of Alaska. But what brings you into Bethel today? Well, we got this wonderful invitation from uh, the University of Alaska Kaskokum Campus Librarian Teresa, and um, thank her for all and the rest of the planning team there to the Indigenous Peoples Day celebration here in Bethel. 
Dreams couldn't be held today. Um, and really happy that the theme there today is going is is in Yupik. We tell you this because we love you. So it is a uh, um, that's the main event here today, and um, and thank you, uh, Alex and KYUK for um, this opportunity to share what Be Well is about too, uh, through uh, the Wellness Wednesday programming. So um, we'll be presenting. This team will be presenting at the IPD over at the UP Cultural Center, and um, again pointing back to the center and focus of the, the, the programming. Uh, it's all about we want you to do well. We want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. So how does that begin? Like Simeon just pointed out, it, it's part of the pointed and um, purposeful conversation. When, when we feel this caring thought that we may have or a feeling that we care for somebody, we approach that in a positive way and start building things up. So that that's what I see, too. Thank you, Jim. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. I, I've heard a little bit about your presentation before we began recording, but I'd love to hear kind of a, a summary and kind of the highlights of it, if, if you'd mind sharing. That could be your practice run, if you will. Um, we're going to start off talking about the Kanazovic project and um, the Kaziak, um, because that is the basis for um, Yupik culture, um, especially the Kaziak. Um, this is like, what, 20 years of research so far? That when the, re uh, the researchers first came out to this area, to um, talk about what the elders wanted. Apparently, there was a conference in Anchorage, and Jerry Mohat, who was a, research, who was a researcher from um, the University of Alaska Fairbanks, um, attended this conference, and there were a lot of Yupik elders in there and a lot of researchers from outside. And they were talking about how... Um, all the negative things about Yupik culture and the reason why suicide rates were so high. And um, they had known Jerry from other um, smaller research projects. And so they were, people were there, and they, this one lady said that, you know, I haven't drank for 20 years, but right now I want to go out and get a drink because it just looks hopeless. And, and so elders got together, especially from... Um, Alakanuk, and they wanted to talk about the strengths. And so from those discussions, and everything in the Kanazavik is Yupik-based. The elders wrote it. The elders put it together. Um, and so it comes, and it really proves that culture and traditions and your elders are what's healing for the people. And... Um, so they, they developed the curriculum for it in Kanazavik, and they had it in a few villages. They had it in Amonik, Tuxuk, Alakanuk, Mountain Village, Kotlik, and Hooper Bay. And then, you know, 
and, and they had research grants for that, but you know, funding goes away. It was still continued in some places. And then Native Connections grants were written for um, Hooper Bay, Tuxuk, um, Amonic, and Scammon Bay. And so we had some really strong programs there. And again, funding has gone away. And, and what Knezovic did was um, you would have your lead coordinators, and they, they would take youth out on activities, at least one a week, um, usually more. And they would either go fishing or they would go um, moose hunting. They did all kinds of things. Um, gathering plants, berry picking, um, and along with that, they would have protect, they, they would be t talked to and they would participate in the discussion, of course, about UPIC protective factors. And depending on whatever activity they were, elders ahead of time, they would have a discussion before they went out on the land and the elders would tell them, you know, what that activity and the protective factor. Some were some were well awareness, others were being kind, um, listening well. Yeah, there's just a number of the UPIC protective factors, and um, and so that it was truly culturally based. They would not. These these were not just some people sitting down deciding what they were going to do, they would have a, have a kaziak with the whole community. And they would talk about what kind of activities they wanted to see done, when. When I was in Tuxuk um, helping Simeon get started, it was so much fun. We had so many people that we couldn't stay in this one room for our group. We had to have a woman's room and a men's room so that they could plan the activities around the seasons. Because for all of us in Alaska, our, our lives went around the seasons and what kind of food was available. And so um, they would plan, they would make the calendar, and then once a month they would meet and they would decide what they were going to do for that month and what the um, protective factors were. And um, then they would hold, hold those activities. And uh, what makes you know this uh, project unique is that um, it, the foundations are built from the community members, and uh, you know, like other funding sources that we get, you know, it doesn't work from the top on down. Um, this program is based on the community members, what we call the community planning group from the community members and. Uh, they're the ones that uh, come up with, uh, like what Cindy said, um, you know, they plan um, for the whole month's activities and, uh, you know, depending on what type of the season they are in. And um, it, it's all built on the strength of the community. And for instance, in my community, you walk is strong, and the language is strong, and that's how the the students really look forward to. And we give the responsibility to to the youths to uh, plan those activities, and and uh, 
you know, with their peers, they look forward to doing something like this, taking the, o taking the ownership of uh, what they're doing. So yeah. That really brings out two of the exciting things that I'm starting to see the short time I've been spending with this um, work is first is the elders. The elders' input is right there. It's been um, acknowledged. They have a voice in this. The community, you know, is, is in many ways led by elders. And then the second piece I'm really happy about is the youth get a voice in this too. They, they are present. They're welcome to the circle. And I think the bulk of this work is pointed for them, but guess what? It's, it's been from, it's made and developed through time from long ago, and yet we're here in 2023 and we're still doing it. I think that speaks a whole volume in itself. And to see the kids, you know, after they get a moose or they get a walrus or something, and they go and they, they after they butcher, they learn how to butcher and everything, and then they take it to the elders. And the elders are just light up. They, they're just so thankful. And the kids, it really makes a difference in them. When you see their faces, just like, you know, and, you know, we lose our place in our, and, you know, we have TV, we have all these gaming things and, you know, internet that people are, you know, especially kids are involved in, and you lose your place in the community. Well, when a youth provides for an elder, he's just found his place in the community. He's a provider, or she is. You know, they provide for them. And what better way for youth to feel good about themselves mm -hmm. and, and, and to know where they fit yeah, there's a big word for uh, that um, is that when you give an elder something and their grad, uh, gratefulness, their gratitude is very, very powerful. And also for the widows too. So for a young person to be helping an elder and in response that the elder gets from that young person is very, very powerful. There, um, there's no other gratitude that the person can see for themselves to feel make them, make them feel good, you know, when you're doing it in that form. And um, there's a reason for life. That's the reason for living. And that's the whole idea behind this project is that reasons for life. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing. For the people who don't already feel it in, in what we've been sharing so far today, why is this work so important? We're losing our youth. We can't lose anymore. Um, this is like, uh, you know, for all of us in all of our communities. There is not one of us that hasn't lost somebody um, in our families, or people that we know. And it even goes across, you know, native, non-native. Um, I've had friends that when we were young that, you know, 
took their lives. And we don't want that anymore. There are so many reasons to live. And, and the whole idea of when you're feeling bad is just a small part of your whole life. Um, and to help provide um, people with ways to pull inside themselves all that strength and resilience that, that they have to be able to walk through the hard times is very, very important. And they lose sight of how loved they are. You know, it's not just the, the earthly kind of love. It's, it, it goes beyond that because it's the love of our ancestors um, and their strength that helps carry us through. But you have to be able to tap into that. And, um, you know, the more we can all tell our youth how wonderful they are, they're not perfect, um, but how wonderful they are. I think, um, you know, our kids will make it through. But we got to be there for them. So this is one way that we can be a part of that healing. And, um, and they carry their culture. That's the thing is they've got it inside themselves. They just need to be taught on how to pull it up. Yes. And, you know, just like what Cindy was talking about, you know, our roots. We all have our roots and the roots to our culture from our parents and their ancestors have been carried on. And a lot of this, um, the values in our culture, traditional values that we have, Cindy said this, it's all in, in, embedded in us. And it's been passed on from our um, ancestors on down. And, you know, what I see about this program is that it basically brings back and it's something um, that's not foreign. It's not a... Um, you know, cultural change, but, you know, with our traditions that uh, we adapt to culture. And uh, in today's world that uh, we can relate, and when we talk about the values that we have and what our ancestors have always had, the youth recognize them and pick, them up, pick it up right there. You know, it's not foreign. And manatjali kanagayak the kinships, the kinships that we have, um, our family members, our uncles, our grandparents. You know, those are the closest people within our yuyak, and they're the most loved ones that we have, and uh, it bonds. Uh, to me, it, it really bonds that family together. And uh, it builds strength from there. Guyana. Guyana. Guyana, Cindy and Simeon. Our families pray for us. Our parents did, our parents do. Our extended families pray for us. Uh, 
our ancestors are praying for us. And um and when we say a prayer we also address in the Christian way, whichever denomination or religion we practice. I think prayerfulness is also a, a really important thing here. Those prayers are answered to things like be well. Those prayers are answered through when we gather together with young people and share some of this knowledge, what little knowledge I have, I, I take pride in it because it, since, you know, over the years it's been developing for myself, but the value behind it, like Simeon and Cindy have been sharing in the last 30 minutes, it's just amazing to see those connections. I think that's really important to learn and understand what my role could be in this process, but uh, why is it so important? It's for our children, it's for our grandchildren, it's for our future. So a big circle Mm -hmm. draws itself around to this part of this work, I think. Jim, I love that idea. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing, Guyana. And Jim, I love that idea of be well as trying to be an answered prayer. But there's also the research side that we can't forget. So on that part of it, um, what we are trying to do, you know, a lot of people write grants. They write these grants, and they come in, and they try to do it. But they haven't talked to the kids. And so it doesn't get off the ground. And so what we're trying to do is we're offering a couple of, um, or what would we call it, uh, a, you know, tools for life, you know, the, the cultural piece and then the connection piece. And we want to see if this um, helps youth feel better about themselves, get connected to their culture, get connected to elders, get connected to their family. And and by doing that, then they, all these beautiful stories come out. You know, I've been doing this since spring. And one of the youth that I spoke to was very fair. Um, his community is, is not in the Bethel region, but he felt like that it was, they're all alcoholics. He didn't want to have anything to do with them. Um, his parents died young, and he was raised by um, his non-native um, family, grandparents, and um, just was not not connected to anybody in his family. And so um, he went through, and we did the talks, and I don't know about his culture or his community. Um, so I went and found some information for him to be able to read 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 about it, and we talked and told him that, well, you know, you may not like your aunt, but you may want to just get a hold of her just to get some your own stories because we share our stories. And so he did, and he did <laughs> total, 100%, <laughs> you know, uh, the other way. Now he is totally Alaskan Native. This is what the non-Natives did to us. Him and his aunt have a great connection. And um, 
he knows that his community is not a bunch of alcoholics. You know, you know what I mean? And it's just to see his growth in knowing it. Um, and, you know, you really don't think about how much our culture and uh, our traditions and feeling a part of that is important. I'm going to tell a very personal story right now. I'm raising a granddaughter and a grandson. And my granddaughter, who is just so precious, tried to commit suicide. And right now she's in a um, program in Anchorage. Um, and she's, she's very, very f fair. You know, she has fair skin, lighter hair. She's not blonde or anything, but lighter. And she just does not look like, you know, we do. And her brother, on the other hand, is the total opposite. He looks like he just came out of the village. You know, he's very dark and very, you know, very native-looking, Indian-looking. And um, But, um, you know, I never... And she's had some problems with people telling her that she's not native. You know, and when I get a chance, I'll, I'll say, excuse me, she is native, and I'm your elder. So you better listen to me. And, um, you know, but she's struggled with that. And she is a part of this Be Well project, too. And, I'm, of course, I'm not the one that talks to her. But even her therapist has seen a difference in her. And she's asked me now about spirituality um, um, of our people and those kinds of things and... It's been just truly amazing because now she can own her heritage where she didn't. And, and maybe that's not the total base of the things that happened to her that caused her to be suicidal. But it's giving her an inner strength that she can hold on to. And um, so this, this project, you know, for me is very, very personal. Um, the kids that I speak to, I fall in love with. The, the youth are just so amazing. Even, even when they're feeling really bad or when they're feeling really good, um, I am so lucky to have this job. Mm -hmm. and, and so a part of the research part is the youth take four surveys over a year. So when we first, you know, they first they can refer themselves or um, someone can refer them. You just go to bewell.org and um, put in the youth's name and their phone number. If they are um, under 18, I will talk to the parent with the youth to make sure the parent is okay with the youth being a part of the project. And then if they're 18 and older, they, of course, can sign themselves up. Um, we explain what the project is and make sure that they're on board and you can quit at any time. And so right after I do that, do the consent, then they get a survey. Right after their survey, within three to five minutes, they get their first $50 gift certificate. Then what happens after the survey is done, um, I'll give them a call or a text and I'll say, are you re you know, when is a good time that we can talk to you about uh, your, uh, do you, our first cultural talk with you? And the three of us have been doing them. Sometimes it's just me and Jim or me and Simeon. Um, and then there's been a time when it's just been the boys. 
And uh, um, so we do our, you know, we set up a time and we do our cultural talk. And with three to four days, you usually get a $50 gift certificate for that talk. Then after that first talk, in two weeks, we call just to see, just to see how you're doing you know, how the youth is doing, have they made connections, have they learned anything more about their culture, have they been able to um, get in contact with an elder, Um, have they learned any stories about themselves and their family, Um, and that youth call usually takes 10 to 15 minutes, and they get 50 bucks within three to four days. Then in six weeks, we call again, and we ask them how they're doing and what they've learned. Another 10-minute, 15-minute call for $50. Then they go to their three-month survey. Um, so you take a survey at the beginning. Then in three months, you take another one. That one's $60. And then at six months, you take a survey, and that's $80. And then at 12 months, you take a survey, and you have a $100 gift certificate. So the kids make over $340 um, in gift certificates for being a part of, it, of this project because we understand that their time is just as valuable as an adult's time. And not only that, the information that they provide us with by being a part of this is important. It's important for research, and I think it's important. What we found through Konozovic and so far... Um, we found with the youth that we talked to um, last spring is that this work is really important and it keeps our kids safe and the kids enjoy it. So um, their their information, what they can provide us with is very important. Uh, another thing that uh, reminded me about what, what you were saying about an elder part is that uh, there's a saying in Yupik, meaning that uh, um, you, you don't live without an elder. That's the reason why, you know, these elderly um, talk sessions are very, very important. And... Uh, Whenever we're doing the the talk sessions with the uh, the clients, the individual, the enrollees, you know, you can see the the uh, brightness that you know when they see something that's very relevant to their the, the lifestyle. Um, you know, it, the, the expressions of the youth is very very impressive. You know, it's like an eye opener for them. And we, when we do the cultural talks, you know, it really reminds me of my grandmother, you know, my grandparents um, speaking um, through these elderly talks. And uh, like I said earlier, you know, it's just like uh, planting a seed in that youth's mind. And, you know, we don't force them but we just keep um, watering that seed in their head and uh, they come to um, exploring things and realizing, you know, how beautiful life can be. Yeah, Yeah, and and thank you, Cindy, for your 
your story, sharing your story. Um, and Simeon for bringing that about, the cultural talk. So that's reason number two is connections are relationships, building the relationship in a healthy way where it may not have been for a while. And all we need is a little bit of guidance. And I get it a lot from you two, Cindy and Simeon. You two are my guidance. You two are my elders. And the work that you have been doing is is amazing. And I'm, I'm really enjoying taking part in and offering what little I can do to help move things along. But that reason number two, of course, is that young child. Very important for to make that connection. Get a little place and time to start understanding and seeing that really impressive eye-opener moment. Yes, thank you again, Cindy, for sharing, and and everyone for sharing. And my final question for you all is, what is the biggest goal or dream of Be Well, and, and what does success really look like in this project? For, my, for myself, hope is what we have, and it's not guaranteed. But like I said earlier, you know, I can relate to myself when I was using in my younger years of what, how my dad used to advise me, you know, he would say that uh, he would never tell me to quit using. And uh, I, myself, am a recovering alcoholic. And uh, But when he did talk to me, you know, he made it sound like he had hope in me. He had confidence in me. And when he, you know, this is very personal for me. Is planting something in the youth's head, not in the head, but in the heart. Uh, planting a seed in that person will grow. Eventually, you know, as we mature, um, we re- when we realize from our mistakes, um, we never forget what we were taught, especially at the young age. And uh, when we come to that time and say that, okay, those lectures that we had from our um, loving parents really start to surface and say, well, maybe this is a time, um, This is maybe this is what my parents meant. And, you know, I'll think about it. So these kinds of sessions that we have with the youth are the hopes that we have that uh, once they get to a certain point in their lives, you know, they're going to say, well, maybe this is what they meant. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yana. This one gathering here in Beth long ago, um, I was listening to elders speaking, and I had an errand to do at to run up to the airport uh, here in Bethel, and when I walked into the terminal, 
I saw my aunt, one of my many aunts. In my excitement, I, I walked up to her and told her, this is what I'm learning today. This is what I learned today. She kind of grinned at me for a while, and eventually she goes like this. We learn afterwards. It's literally what she said. <laughs> what she said. So, yeah, building awareness is amazing. How in this methodology that in Yupi culture and all other Alaska Native cultures have in common. So, in the process of this work, is therein lies the spirit behind our Alaska Native spirituality. All of these different things that lead up to the the purposes behind this this project. And our end goal being, of course, that hope mm-hmm. um, to help us address suicide and suicidal ideation, depression, alcoholism. Yeah. Um, eventually, you know, we, we make that circle and make connections. Mm-hmm. And in our purpose here today, be well is... Yeah. We tell you this because we we love you. Yeah. I want to tell you can read Kaska Unistmapilha about the the hope that my late father had for me is that you know oh, I forgot I, I I forgot to mention King Atoyumiroskuchikan. That my dad didn't say at that point, say, you know, quit it, you know, quit using. But it was a message for me that, you know, it took a while for me to realize that so, uh, so khluki biskoma yakngamki dagomdo jingumat kun kaigat khchaq togalkhit pinikluki amsrugalasin toy mumikchugulagunato mumikchugunaduku so i'll um thank you simian i'll i'll do a quick recap of uh simian's uh quick story there. Um, his late dad, Paul John, from Tuxuk Bay, uh, consoled him too in, in that journey. Um, 
uh, especially directed to uh, alcohol use and in in yukdun tak sunkubu tak chakan something along that line you you will you will quit using it you'll quit when when it's time when you feel it, it's time for you he did not realize that the meaning behind that at first for a while for a number of years probably and eventually you know when that time came now he feels like when that feeling of stopping and s- stopping use it felt like that was the answer to his dad's prayer of hope in him so when he looks back his father did not point out you need to stop this all he did was you will stop using when the time is right for you Kuyana for sharing thank you all for sharing so much of your your personal stories that come along with this work I'm very grateful that you could share with me and and for all the folks who are listening so I have to go back to the research part with be well um their end goal the end goal for the research is to show well first to see is our culture's healing we all know that the answers lie within ourselves and within our families and our communities and our culture but we also need to be able to have documentation of that for non-native people for um funding sources and that kind of stuff because they have certain ideas that they how they want things done and that doesn't necessarily work for us as Alaska native people um so that's what we're trying to show is that we have the data we have the information to be able to provide to people that it works culture works for people um on a personal level what my goal is what i want all youth to know is how much they truly are loved and to feel that at the core of themselves and you may be growing up in a situation that you know is not that great but there are people around you that you don't even know that love you and are there for you and really care about you so all of you even adults and elders you're all all loved and you are all very very precious thank you everyone for sharing any any final thoughts final notes as we wrap up got about 5 minutes left mine is um gratefulness to um work with these fine folks and um passing on our Alaska native cultural knowledge our yupik ways of knowing and understanding and caring for each other this is what is our uh, cultural calling is uh, part of it is to share our expertise the way we are gifted in um supporting each other so health research is an, in a big way um documenting some of our oral traditions and perhaps some day from this work to 
there will be some written material that my grandchildren may look at and see for themselves with their reading skills, with their cognitive skills, that they're learning right now to apply that knowledge on themselves by reading. So that's my reason number three behind this. Why is this important? Because my grandchildren and their children coming to be. So uh, all of the people that have given this opportunity to make it work for our, for myself, our, our communities and the YK region, Yukon-Kaskokim region. Thank you all for sharing not only love but hope on this episode of On This Wednesday. I am very, very grateful to you all. And if it's all right, I know we began in prayer, but can we also end in prayer? in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. Thank you, Jim Taliak, Cindy Nation, and Timmy and John for your time here today. My name is Alexander Salonga, and this is Bonus Wednesday.